Are you recording now? Recording. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back specifically to Taylor, who was on her honeymoon last time we talked. Oh, uh, boy. How, I, you know, she saw the sloth. I did. I saw some monkeys. That was fun. Um, you know, so my stepmom has this thing where after you come back from a trip, she'll be like, tell me your peach and your pit. And so she asked me when I went home, and I was like, well, I can tell you there was a lot of pits. And just a couple peaches. So basically what had happened was a short rundown. We couldn't take the flight we were supposed to take there. Ended up having to purchase a first class United Airlines flight the night before our flight. It costed more than our entire trip. Flights, transportation, travel included. All the above. Flight costed more. Um, Also, Brandon got a stomach bug on the trip. Uh, I got a stomach bug on the plane ride on the way back. I am surprised I'm still alive here with us today. And turns out we did not buy trip insurance. So we are out well over $5,000 that United Airlines has ripped out of our hands. But I did get to see a monkey and a sloth, lots of lizards. And uh, yeah, so that was fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's a that is a lot. Um, I guess I would rather United Airlines rip money from my hands than rip me out of my seat and drag me down the aisle. They have done it. They may yeah. do it again. I would also like to say it was not United Airlines that was the problem. Um, it was American that we were supposed to fly with, and they told us that. If we took the original flight, we were going to miss our layover, and they were not going to be able to get us there until Monday. We were supposed to get there Saturday. So we bit the bullet and just, you know what? I don't know. But we had fun. Uh, Yeah, it was fun. The food was delicious. It really was. Um, But yeah, honestly, the the pits of the trip kind of overshadowed the good parts. I'm not going to lie. Well... I hate that for you. I'm glad that you, you know, got to go on a honeymoon. But Mm -hmm. I heard that about a lot of flights recently that they've just been up and getting canceled. Uh, One of our friends came back from a cruise and got to the airport and her flight was canceled. Yeah, it was rough. And, you know, I keep seeing things on Facebook like, if you don't have to fly, don't fly. If you plan a flight this summer, do this, do that. And I was like, well, here's the problem, people. We planned these flights a year ago. I didn't realize a year ago where we were going to be at. But, you know, either way, uh, this is not a complaining podcast about how a honeymoon is just another trip. It is a podcast called This Is Gonna Sound Weird. And I'm Taylor, the one who was just complaining and I am Sydney, the one that initiated the complaining. I love to complain. I'm not going to lie. If you ask me one of my hobbies, it will be to talk shit. So um, I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. That's what I like to do. Um, but aside from talking shit, I also like to host this podcast about all things true crime, paranormal, and everything in between. Taylor, what is our theme this week? It is creepy kids. Spooky. Or how I just like to describe it as kids. Yeah. And you know, we think that we may have got our stomach bug from a creepy kid at the resort. At first, 
your first thought is food poisoning or something, but no, we think, Brandon thinks it may, could have been from the swim-up bar where all the children were laying their little kid bodies all over the bar, probably licking it, doing all sorts of stuff. So honestly, we think that may be where it came from. Um, uh, no, actually, my first thought is, who the hell brings a child to such a romantic destination? That's a good question. There was a good bit of children. There was also a lot of weddings going on, so there was a lot of families there. Like, mm. big, whole families. There was a wedding every single night. And I will tell you right now, if you're listening to this and you want to get married in Costa Rica uh, in the summertime, don't do it. It will rain immediately as you walk down the aisle. It did it every single night at every wedding that I watched. Good to know. Good to know. Get married in the desert instead. Mm-hmm. Also, if y'all hear something in the background, uh, my new husband just arrived home from working. So, yeah. And the door's open because Tex likes options. He does like options. <laughs> um, glad to see that you've upgraded. You got a new husband. Getting sick uh, of that old one. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was tired of the old one. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the creepy kids. Okay. So my creepy kid story is about... This place has a lot of names. I'm just going to call it the Gettysburg Orphanage. So, these are my sources. Ghost Adventures, Season 4, Episode 1. Wikipedia.com and CivilWarGhosts.com. So, the National Homestead at Gettysburg became the Gettysburg Orphanage. And it was also a home for widows. Um, not really sure what that means, but there you go. So, the homestead was created by Dr. John F. Burns, or Borns. And he created it by having a little fundraiser because he had, like, known a child who had lost their father in the war and needed a place to stay. So I think he basically was like, we're going to start this orphanage for children who lost their fathers in the war or lost their families in the war. So uh, these children in this orphanage are, you know, you know, not, not going into the orphanage at the best of circumstances. But I guess if you go into an orphanage, it's never great. But at first, uh, as far as orphanages go, yeah, it wasn't terrible. Uh, in 1867, Ulysses S. Grant went to visit the orphanage. Um, this was in a campaign to get some donations to support the orphanage. Uh, he was photographed at the entrance in 1870 with some of the kids. Um, and then after this visit, a bill was passed so the orphanage could be state-funded. So it worked, you know. He probably got a few donations, but luckily his uh, bringing some attention to it got it to be state-funded. So now they got some money to help these, uh, you know, kids have some, some to eat. And, you know, in the beginning, as far as orphanages go, it wasn't terrible. But, uh, after the first headmistress of the orphanage left, um... It was no longer a great place to be because we got a new headmistress named Rosa J. Carmichael. And she was, to put it bluntly, a bitch. Oh, God. And I'd say worse than that. Um, but, you know, that's just the simple of it. So, when she took over, she started to treat the children terribly and, uh... To do this, to really treat them horribly, she converted the home's basement into a dungeon for punishment. Now, when I say dungeon, I mean, like, truly a dungeon. In the Ghost Adventures episode, they obviously go down into the basement, 
and it's straight up like it looks like a dungeon it looks like a medieval dungeon is exactly what it looks like so she would use this to discipline what she considered quote unruly children and she would actually she like she was she would take the kids down there and she would chain them to the walls in the basement as punishment and in the ghost adventures they go down there and the like fasteners for where the chains were like hooked in the walls are still there in the basement so it's it's a true story um and she would also use the older kids in the orphanage um such as the older boys and she would use them to torture the other people specifically apparently she would make the older boys beat the younger girls with sticks oh god and like i just don't get it like, I was thinking about this, and I don't understand how a person could just, like, do... Th- like, what would possess you to do that? Like, do this to these orphans. And, I mean, I know, obviously, was it Annie? That's, that's like, the whole premise <laughs> of Annie, but... Yeah, you know, you say Annie, and I did think about her for a split second, but you know what I really thought about when you said there was, like, a dungeon? Is, um, Miss Trenchable in Matilda. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. When she puts the kids in the chokey. In the pokey. Oh, not the pokey. <laughs> you put your left <laughs> hand jingle. in. You put your left hand down. You do the hokey uh, pokey. My neck of the woods. Some people, you know, they call jail the pokey. You get sent down to the pokey. Uh, I mean, so basically the same thing. But yeah, that, yeah, honestly, Miss Trenchbull is more of an accurate comparison. So, obviously, for a long time, this orphanage was a place where the headmistress, Carmichael, uh, inflicted pain and torture on these children. And it hasn't been, like, confirmed, but it's heavily speculated that she actually killed children while they were there, not surprisingly. Um, And a lot of the children that would, you know, probably die there, she would just report them as missing and, you know, nobody's really going to be looking for them because they're orphans. Mm. Um, but people were catching on to her and there was actually charges brought against her. I wasn't sure like what the exact charges were, um, but they were brought against her for the torture and the abuse. And, uh, soon after the charges were brought against her, she disappeared and, uh, she was never found. So I don't know where she went. I assume they didn't look too hard for her because they never found her. So eventually, uh, the orphanage was no longer an orphanage. Um, it was turned into the Soldiers National Museum. So the people who bought it, eventually, they kind of like built onto the original structure. So they built like a museum off of it. Um, and this was in one of the articles. It was owned by, once owned by actor Cliff Arquette. Now, I don't know who that is. I looked him up. Still didn't know who he was. I think he's an old timey actor. He had, um, he would have to be, because when did you say this, um... This was all happening? Well... Late 1800s? Well, sure it, late, early yeah. 1900s? Yeah, and you know, I said up top that it had turned into a widow's home at some point. I'm not gonna lie. The history on this place was spotty at best. But it was turned into a Soldier's National Museum. And it was still that museum when Zach Baggins, or Baggins, visited. Mm. So basically, after it was turned into this museum... They would conduct tours of the orphanage and the actual museum, and they would focus heavily on the dungeon area. 
Um, and the museum's kind of weird because it was like half, let's go into this basement and look at where these kids were tortured, and half, like, odd Civil War memorabilia. Uh, so it had, like, letters that were written by soldiers, and there was some history as, like, told by civilians who lived through the war. And, uh, also, like, they had these weird, like, relics almost, like, when Zach Baggins was there, the lady who was owned it, I guess, at the time, had a, a hip bone that she found, and it had a bullet lodged in it from the Civil War, so it's, like, on display. So, a very odd place. Yeah. And, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, though, I don't think you can visit it anymore because uh, since 2014, apparently the museum has been closed to the public. So you missed your shot to go see the hip with the bullet lodged in it. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, obviously this place was home to some pretty horrible things. And as such, there are ghosts here. So over the years, uh, the staff and guests have reported to see ghosts. Uh, most of the stories uh, consist of hearing the clanging of chains against the basement walls. Uh, some people report to see an apparition of a small boy who will appear from the shadows of the basement, uh, like in the corner of the basement, and then he'll quickly vanish if you try to take his picture. Uh, some people have actually been able to catch apparitions on camera, though. Uh, one time there was a group who was on tour in the basement, and they were taking some pictures while they were down there. And when they looked back at the pictures, they saw the ghost of a small child standing between two people who were in the photo. Now, that would freak me out. Now, that's that a creepy kid. Out. Uh, another man went on the tour, and he took lots of pictures because he wanted to get something on camera. Uh, and when he got the pictures developed, there were lots of orbs and flashes in his photos, and all of his pictures were taken in the basement of the orphanage. So, like, your typical, mm -hmm. you know, catching stuff, spooky, haunted stuff, uh, yeah. on camera. So, like I said, of course, when there's something haunted, Zach Baggins must go investigate. He uh, must so he enter must. there and scream at these ghosts. Yeah. So, he did go investigate. So, what he did was, like, he went to Gettysburg and he did, like, a, like a three-part lockdown. And his first stop was at the orphanage. So, you know, he went um, down into the dungeon. And, uh, you know, when they go into the dungeon, you start hearing real creepy kid crying noises uh, that were just special effects added by the, you know, the crew. Um, you know, they get in the basement. Like I said, it's real creepy. It is a creepy basement. Um, I mean, basements in general are creepy. Uh, yeah. And so, and before he did the lockdown, he went down with, like, the lady who owned it. And she said that one time they actually contacted a child who, uh, used to live there or, yeah, lived at the orphanage. And he said that, like, he was punished for stealing some bread and was kept in the basement for four days. So that's, like, some of the things that people, the kids will be punished for, probably stealing some bread because they're freaking starving. Um... And also in this basement, so there was the chains on the wall, like I said, but there's also this place called The Pit, which is like this teeny tiny hole where they would like shove the kids in and just keep them there for days. Oh, God. Um, yeah. So, you know, now we're at the overnight stay. I'm going to be fully honest. I could not 
finish watching this episode because I was just like, this is awful. Zach, I, the parts I did watch, though, he literally, Zach literally taunts the ghost kids with candy. He's like, oh, I brought no. this candy so I could taunt. Well, he didn't say taunt, but basically so I could lure the ghost kids. Like, you really think? <laughs> candy. Literally candy. And then he says, can you take the candy? Don't be afraid. And then in their little EVP, what they think it says is, quote, you're wonderful. Thank you. Now, I'll be honest. That's not what I heard. I heard. And then they play it. You know, they play it like over and over. It'll be like. And then they'll play it again and again. And the only reason you know what it's saying is because they put the words on the screen. So I'm not gonna. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then they also heard what they thought said, bet you won't untie me. But uh, like I said, but they didn't think it sounded like a kid. So I don't know who they thought it sounded like. Um, To me, it all sounds like gargling noises. Um, And, you know, literally, I said at the the very end of these notes, because I was going to end this with just me really talking about this episode of Ghost Adventures, but I just couldn't do it. I refused. And so I just said, uh, honestly, I watched most of the, uh, you know, part where they're in the orphanage of the episode. But to be honest, I can't watch all the ghost adventures because it just grinds my gears. But yeah, that's the Gettysburg Orphanage turned Soldier's Museum. Um, Definitely some creepy kids there. Unfortunately, you won't be able to experience them because it is closed to the public. But if if anyone would like to watch the ghost adventures... It is season four, episode one. Um, yeah, like I said, I couldn't yeah. finish it. You I'm could always, lie. you could always trespass. I'm not condoning that. Yeah. I'm just saying, the building is still standing. It is, from what I know. I have been to Gettysburg once, um, a long time ago. I'd like to go back actually. Now that I'm like an adult, like I liked it when I went, but I don't feel like I really. I just don't remember anything really that much i remember i'm pretty sure i saw sasquatch on one of the battlefields uh so makes sense he was on a historic tour he's on vacation i need need a t-shirt that says i saw i saw bigfoot on the gettysburg battlefield and is this insensitive no maybe but bigfoot is dressed in uh civil war garb somebody make the merch please all right somebody crack down on that listen brie Taylor's cousin. If you're listening to this, <laughs> I know, I know you got that that fashion connection. If anyone has a cricket, please. Yeah, I think I know. I, I know at least probably one person with a cricket. We can make it work. Yep. Maybe we'll start selling merch. Maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Maybe not. If, so, if somebody comes d- up with a good design, maybe. If not, then no. And I can't do it. Slide in our DMs. Let us know if you want it. No. Would you like to hear about the creepy kids that I will be discussing this week? Yes. Alright, well, I'll tell you. Have you ever heard of the black-eyed kids? I have. Alright. Well, in case you have it. In case right, you have story it. story over. Alright, thanks. May save me some time. <laughs> what did I do all this research for? All right. Well, in case you haven't, 
or you just want a little refresher, or you just like hearing the sound of my voice, I will tell you. First, my sources, wikipedia.com, bustle.com, some YouTube series called Monstrum, and The Business mm. Standard. So, black-eyed kids, black-eyed children, or BEK, are ghost-shaped like children between the ages of 6 and 18, with pale skin, and you guessed it, black eyes. Oh god, I'm shook. I never would have guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> Neither would I, but yeah, here we are. Honestly, sometimes I probably look like a black-eyed kid because my pupils get large and my eyes are dark brown and I've got very pale skin. You know what? I see that. I see that. Uh, now, when I say black eyes, though, because I agree, I will say <laughs> people who have very brown eyes, it is a bit jarring for me because, like, I feel like all my family growing up had blue eyes. So it's like very like, this is your pupil. Yes. Um, but in brown eye bitches, it is uh, a little bit harder to differentiate. But mm. when I say black eyed children, I mean, there is literally no uh, white. Uh, it is just, oh, you, they, it's just I like see. blackness. I see. Almost, yep. almost like a hole is there. Oh, no. Yep. No, thanks. So they're often seen wearing hoods over their head. Only to reveal later that their eyes are black. Dun, dun, dun. Shocked. Encounters with BEK normally go a little like this. The children will approach you and ask you for your help in some way. If you're in a car, they might ask you for a ride. If you're at your home, they might ask to come in and use your phone. But don't, don't do it. This... Is all a ploy for them to come into your house. They want you to invite them in. And if you refuse, they will become more persistent. Mm-hmm. Now, no one really knows where these creatures came from, but some conspiracy theorists believe that they are actually aliens, while others believe they are children of the devil. And if you let them in, you are allowing the devil to enter your life. Oh, yeah. Mm -mm. An elderly couple in Vermont reported two children, a boy and a girl, showing up on their doorstep one snowy night. The children told them that their parents would be back soon and asked if they could come in. And, you know, who's going to leave some children out in the snow? Also, because I imagine if it is in Vermont, that the, you know, the houses are probably further apart. So, mm-hmm. on some level, I'd be like, how the fuck did you get out here? Yeah, that's true. They're very true. So, the couple invite them in. And the woman lets them sit down on the couch and starts to make them hot cocoa. And the kids are, have, like, walking with their head facing downward trying to avoid eye contact. Mm. And while the wife is making the hot chocolate, her and the husband are asking questions, you know, like, what were you doing out there? Where are your parents? Where, you know, what's your name? They get no response to these questions. The kids remain silent. And the couple's cat is hiding in the corner, almost as if it is scared of the children. Oh. 
And when the children got up to use the bathroom, that is when the wife spotted their black eyes. Suddenly, her husband breaks out into a nosebleed, and the home's power is cut, and they are left in complete darkness. That's when they hear the children chanting in the hallway, Our parents are here! Before leaving the home and the front door wide open. Hell the couple no. notice. I don't know, right? Fuck that. Honestly, fuck them kids. Yeah, for real. Get them out of here. I ain't never opening my my door for no kid. I don't open my door for you. I gotta check your eyes before you come in. I don't open my door for nobody. If I'm not expecting you, you will not be let in. No. No. The couple noticed two very tall and slender men at the end of the driveway. And the children ran up to the men, got into a car, and disappeared into the night. Now that sounds next more week, alien-like rather than devil. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Mm. Almost like E.T. phone home. He's, they're getting yeah. beamed back up. Yeah, I'm thinking aliens. Or, yeah, or you know what I'd be thinking about when I think of like skinny, slender men like in dark garb because that's how I envision them I envision like the men in black yep and you know there's also the uh it's a paranormal thing the hat man the hat man comes in like black and he he wears a hat and he's tall and skinny what if they're connected I don't know but that sounds horrifying yeah yeah I'm thinking about the Babadook <laughs> 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 I was also thinking of the Babadook because I thought of him at like a top hat. I wasn't thinking <laughs> yeah. like, he's not wearing a baseball, baseball cap. Hat. Uh, he's wearing a cowboy hat <laughs> and boots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's just a blue collar worker. <laughs> now, the next uh, week, three of the couple's cats went missing. And another was found dead in a pool of its own blood. Oh, the husband's, the husband's nose continued to bleed. He would just get oh. frequent nosebleeds. And after a while, was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of skin cancer. Oh, God. Yeah, so it's kind of inferred that these children brought forth you know, this bad health and, you know, series of yeah. events. And that by letting the children in... The family kind of brought it on themselves. Uh, yep. No, thank you. Not letting anybody in my house. Because also, you know, vampires, you can't invite them in either. And, you know, your dog Tex, he doesn't like strangers. He don't even like the Amazon man, so. No, he don't. So, black eyed kids, don't come here. You ain't coming in. My black dog will come beat you up. He is the beacon of hell. He's one of them hellhounds. God. He's a skinwalker, and he will fuck your ass up. Mm-hmm. Don't test him. Mm-hmm. Actually, he'll probably get scared and run away, but it's the thought that counts. Mm-hmm. There are many reports of black-eyed children, but England seems to be a hot spot for these sightings. Mm-hmm. In September of 2014, the British Daily Star ran three front-page stories about alleged black-eyed children sightings. In Gannick Chase, England, a mother and daughter reported hearing the sounds of screaming children while walking one night. Great. The mother ran towards the screaming 
and found a little girl standing with her hands over her eyes, almost like she was crying. When she knelt down and asked if the little girl was okay, the little girl lowered her hands to reveal empty black eyes. The woman jumps back and turns around only to find the girl has vanished. Great. Love that. Love that for her. Yeah. Yeah. Love it when, you know, they they appear and disappear so mysteriously. Similar reports in that area were also made back in 1982. Someone would hear screaming only to find a little girl with black eyes who would soon vanish into the night. Police Mm -hmm. tried to search for the child but turned up nothing. And, you know, there's talk that reports of these dark-eyed children had been going on in the 80s. But the first actual publishing of a black eye children's sighting was in 1998 when Ryan Bethel. I was born that year. Coincidence? I say Mm. not. I say not because she had those dark brown eyes. Some may even say black eyes. So I wear these blue light filtering glasses. So when I'm on a computer screen, you can't see my eyes. You can just see the screen reflected back into my glasses. Mm -hmm. I like to wear them because at work it makes me look smarter. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it also keeps me from getting headaches. Yep, yep. It was in 1998 when Brian Bethel, who was a reporter in Texas, published a story of an encounter that he had just two years prior. When he was sitting in the parking lot of a local movie theater, two young boys around the age of 10 approached his car window. So he kind of cracks the window and the kids had hoods over their heads and asked Brian for a ride home. They explained that they needed to get money from their mother so they could go see the new Mortal Kombat movie. Brian told the boys that the movie had already started and that they would miss it by the time they got back to the theater. But the boys did not accept this answer. They began saying things like, We're we're just kids. We don't have a gun or anything. Let us in. I'm sorry. Pause. Do you remember when we were at the Wendy's? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we were at a Wendy's drive-thru back in college, and this guy walked up to my window as I was ordering, and he scared me because it was dark out, and a man approached my window. He was asking if I could order him a burger and some fries, and I was like, uh, no, we already ordered, and then he got all weird, and he was like, well, I mean, I ain't got a gun or nothing, and I was wanted to be like, well, I didn't, I didn't think you did, but now I kind of think you do. Yeah, his, his exact words were, don't call the police. I ain't got a gun or nothing. I was, I was like, thinking, damn, why would you say it like that? Now, <laughs> that's just, I was like, that's just I was, something someone with a gun would say. I know. I was not going to call the police over a burger and fries request. Honestly, I probably would have got him a burger and some fries if I had not already ordered. Yeah, we had already driven past the, the ordering window. Uh, yeah. So. He should have got the person behind us, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, that I really think about that triggered often. that memory for me. <laughs> yeah. Now, so he he's like, yeah, I ain't got no gun, um, and Brian's like, 
why would you say that? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, so he he was kind of already off put by the fact that the boys spoke in a very like monotone, emotionless tone. They it almost seemed like they had kind of rehearsed what they were going to say. Mm. And he also recalled that when they spoke to him, he got this odd feeling of dread that came over his body. Mm-hmm. So he's like, no, not going to not gonna give y'all a ride home. Y'all are giving me the heebie-jeebies. No. So uh, since he was already feeling uneasy, he's like, nah, bye. And that's when he notices that the children's eyes are black. No. There is absolutely no white. Oh. So How can he watched the movie with those eyes. Exactly. So he's like, fuck this. Rolls up the window, proceeds to drive away. And that is when the kids began banging on his window, saying that they couldn't come in unless he told them it was okay. No. So, like, that would just be like, well, then I'm just not going to let you. I'm not going to say it's okay. It's not. It is not okay. (laughs) Then don't come in. Stay out there. (laughs) Walk home. Now, over the years after Bethel published his article about the sightings, reports of encounters with the Black Eyed Children grew in numbers, causing this to become, you know, an urban legend or folklore. Mm-hmm. So, grew in popularity and stories of people encountering black-eyed children were published throughout American and British media. People began posting videos of these alleged black-eyed children attempting to enter their home. So, people would be like, home, and the kids would just be like, knocking on their window. Um, but they can't come in. We haven't invited them in. And many people who report having encounters with these children claim that they would go on to suffer from nightmares or they would have, like, sleep paralysis and the children would be standing in, like, the corner of their room. So, all around, not not great, I'm going to be honest. It don't sound like anything I'm trying to get into. Um (laughs) I already think kids are kind of creepy in the regard that I think, you know, like, I feel like kids and dogs can see stuff that we can't, you know? Oh, yeah. So, I'm already, I'm already not fucking with it. No. I, uh, I don't trust kids. Like, Caden, my little brother, he used to, the first time he, like, slept walk and he came in the living room, he was, he was laughing. Just, like, laughing hysterically staring off into nothingness i told my mom we just had to get rid of him i literally was like i just think we should i don't know but he shouldn't be here right now (laughs) did not trust it didn't trust it nope just open the door the front door and let him go out into the night (laughs) i literally think i told her that we needed to take him to my grandma's house which was right beside us and just like leave him there for the night (laughs) i was like i can't do this you know what? That's fair. If if not, if he can't go, shit, I'll go over there. I'm uh, honestly, I should have, I would have, but I'm too. I was too scared to walk uh, across the yard in the dark because I might get snatched. So it was really that's fair. Oh, it was a hard choice. Yeah, and you live out in the Booney Mountains, so it is dark. Yeah, it's very dark. 
So I, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah, so if any of your loved ones begin sleepwalking, just send them out into the night. You don't need to yeah. go out there. Just send them. No, just send them out. They'll find their way back. Like a, like a, like a cat that loops home. Find <laughs> his way back. Like a, stray, like, like a stray cat. Just clip their ear. Yeah. And when they wake when they wake up, they'll come home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But black-eyed children have become, a, you know, kind of like creepypasta. Um, but yeah. it's also inspired some low-budget movies. Like, I think they had a GoFundMe <laughs> for a movie. Um, and, you know, fan, or not fan fiction, but just fiction, like fantasy-type books have been written. But overall, I find them incredibly creepy. I can't support it. No. Um, if somebody comes to your door, do not let them in. Don't let them in. If it's the if it's the pizza man, tell him to leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Honestly, yeah, mm-mm. I try to avoid contact with any any person, even when I'm expecting them at the door. Mm-mm. Just leave it on a doorstep. DoorDash, leave it on a doorstep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ha- sometimes I'll door dash to my work. Sometimes they'll call me and be like, "I don't know where to go," and I'll try to explain it, and then they're like. I'm just going to stand in my car. You come find me. And I'm like, God, why would I order DoorDash if I wanted to get out and walk around myself? Absolutely not. Oh, I'm paying this fee for a reason. <laughs> Absolutely. My coworker, she's just embraced the fact that she gets a lot of Uber Eats, so she just pays that monthly fee for the unlimited delivery. Maybe I should do that. I just, I just DoorDash a lot of boba tea. And, you know, I pay too much for it, let's be honest. But it's so good. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you're just going to have to, you're going to have to pay that fee for the boba tea. Also, sometimes, like, coffee places stress me out just a little bit. Because I was so damn crowded. So I can't blame you for DoorDashing that. Yeah. But, yeah. But, Black Eyed Kids... No thanks. Nope. Black Eyed Peas. No thanks. I'm okay. We talking okay the band with... or the food? Um, I'm gonna say the food, but only New Year's for you know. Yeah. Good wealth and yeah. uh, go listen the, to our I, episode. Yeah, I like uh, the Black Eyed Peas band. Uh, <laughs> Hot take. They've made they've released some bangers since Fergie's left the building. Oh, have they? I probably yeah, know. Them. I, like, I just don't know. Yeah. Um What's that song? Ritmo. That's a good one. You know what I'm talking about. Probably. I probably it's, do. it's like the it's like the boys of summer. It's hmm. good, y'all. I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm gonna have to look it up. But, uh, what's our theme for next week? It is, uh, faking your own death. Dun dun. I'm interested to see this one. I have listened to a few podcasts where they talk about this in passing and the ways people do it. And honestly, the dumbness of it, which makes them get caught, kind of cracks me up. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I feel like it's harder to fake your own death than you would think. Although, I have read Gone Girl, and she makes it seem very easy, so. 
I have not read it, but I have watched the movie a long time ago. Um, the only yeah. part I really remember is when she, spoiler, kills Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, God. So... The movie came out years ago. I haven't caught up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about all I remember. I'd actually like to watch it again. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. I but... like uh, Gillian Flynn. If you are looking for a good book, Gillian Flynn writes some really good, like, thriller books. And mm. I need a book that, like, grabs my attention and runs with too. it. And Sharp Objects is very good. Highly recommend. It starts off pretty quick. Uh, I haven't read it or watched the show. Is it the same as the HBO show? Yes. Okay. But I, I read the book in, like, a day. So I highly oh, recommend. Maybe I'll look into it. Um, everybody apparently is obsessed with this Colleen Hoover lady on the internet. I don't know who she is. I don't know what her books are about. But I'm like, should I check her out? Or is it going to be another John Green situation where I get very disappointed? Um, you know, I couldn't say. Uh, is she? She's the one that's right. No, never mind. I've actually never read any of her books. I, um, so I had never heard speak. of her until like this like last month and everybody's like posting their summer reads and it's books by her and i'm like what i don't understand who who are you i'm currently reading uh where the crawl dad sings so i can watch the movie when it comes out i'll let y'all know how it goes started off it started off pretty slow but i will press on well i'm reading the institute which is stephen king because my go-to if i ever need to read a book is to grab a stephen king book so yeah don't uh, read a John Green book. They will make you hate no. yourself and hate him. Every time I, I see him on TikTok, I'm like, God! I don't like, like, I don't mind them. his brother, though. See, the brother's the one who does the science videos? Yes, I like him, but I do not like yeah. John Green. Not not John Green personally. I'm sure he's a fine man, but his books, books are shit. Yeah, they're shit. I've read, like, four of them because everybody kept telling me in high school, like, just read this one. It's good. Because, obviously, I read Fallen Our Stars, and then I read Paper Towns, and then I read Looking for Alaska, and I think I read one more. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. They're horrible. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good. Um, uh, but Gillian Flynn, check her out. Yeah, okay. I'll Don't know about this. Not, not sure about this Hoover chick. Um, <laughs> if, I get a li- if I get a library card, I will let you know. Okay. Um, so yeah, send us our, your book recommendations to uh, our email at this gonna sound weird at gmail.com. You can send them also on our Instagram at gonna sound weird pod or over Twitter or join our Facebook group and we could just start a book recommendation page, you know, or thread. That'd be fun. Um, oh, yeah, we, maybe we'll start a book club. Yeah, out of summertime. I mean, we're already, uh, like, you know, halfway done. through the summer, but we can still start. We could start. We could read a short book for the month of August, or you mm-hmm. know, July through August. Um, yeah, because once school starts back, I will no longer be reading for fun because it's just yeah, it's yeah. too much. It's too much. We'll get but, you a reading uh, log. <laughs> God. Uh, anything yeah. else? Anything else from you in your neck of the woods? No, I think that is it. We'll see you next week. Until then, stay weird. Goodbye. Goodbye.